I thought it'd be funny to start with some dead air. <laughs> I mean, I hope you edit it out. I don't know if I will. <laughs> I mean, just start with that. I don't know how long that was, but yeah. Symmetry bothers me. Okay. What? It was, it was like unsymmetrical. It was like too far to the left. Okay, uh, welcome to South Beta Podcast, one man's journey to untangle the knot that is the climbing community with his co-host, who occasionally knows the answers to his climbing-related questions. Uh, I am Zach, I am the one man, with my trusty co-host. Evan. And today, just for information, is uh, Sunday, February 10th, 2019. Wow, the first time saying the date, and you couldn't quite nail it. Uh, no, no, I definitely failed that. That's going to need some editing. That may need editing. I, I, we'll see. I'm, I'm committed to editing more. So this is, um, season two of the South Beta Podcast, episode number two, but it may be posted before episode number one, so we'll see how that goes. I really don't understand. Well, we already recorded another episode that I haven't put together yet, but this one is timely and necessary and needs to get out this week. (laughs) Oh, is that what's happening? Yes. Okay. Um, and we're working on... So is this like a lightning round episode? This is a lightning round episode. This doesn't need to last, you know, two hours. We be can be super fast. We can be done in an hour. Okay. Um, I'm a looking... Mere, a mere hour. A mere hour. I'm looking at the time so we schedule a break. Um, so, what's the topic? And we'll get into this in a little bit. But, uh, but I am now a member of the team, which is uh, scary and crazy. And exciting, and that's why this needs to get out, is because I want to hype my class. Um, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. What team are you a member of? The Planet Granite team. Planet Granite Belmont, specifically. Planet Granite Belmont. El Cap. What, what? Is that public? Can I say that? Yes. Cool. You can, you can look it up online. You can go to the website. There's a website now? Yes. Okay, so anyways, that happened. Um, Someday soon, you'll be able to go to the El Cap dot com slash staff website. What? Yeah. When do I get my PG email? Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Everyone's getting one tomorrow, so you're not special. I feel special. You're no more special than everyone else on our team. Than like the 2,500 people who are part of the team. They're all special. Uh, but we'll get to that. Um, first, uh, I will just give a shout out to uh, Rose and Crown, where we... Uh, ad- you know, met before this, and I had several libations, uh, or libation. What's the word I'm looking for? You had a couple, and libations is correct. I had a couple, and I am feeling it, along with the muscles that we had that were awesome. By the way, are you feeling strong? I am feeling so strong. Um, you got extra muscles in your body. Yeah. So let's talk about this. Uh, what is your What is your diet? What is my diet? Yes. Nothing in particular. I eat what I like. I try not to eat too much of it. And you try not to eat as much fried food? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I don't stay away from it entirely, but, like, I think over the years I've learned that I just don't... I don't feel good if I eat too much fried food. Do so you, I just... I know that I will feel better overall if I eat less of it. And when not feel good, you mean you feel lethargic? Yeah, probably. That's part of it. Um, lethargy, uh, just, you know, like a 
I guess that kind of goes in hand with like a lack of energy. You know, you know, you can always tell the difference between a day when you've like you're like you're ready to go, ready to take things on, and a day when you're eh, not quite so into it. Yeah, brain isn't working as fast. Well, Body I feel like, doesn't feel as good. I feel like my brain isn't working as fast, but that's because of the beer that I just drank. Uh, we were talking about fried food, so maybe your brain is really not working quite as fast as normal. Yes, because we did have french fries with the fried food. It was delicious. We did have french fries, yeah. That was a minimal amount. So you, this time you got the wine sauce, and I got the, the cream sauce. That's correct. Did you miss the cream sauce? No. You like the wine sauce. I do. That's why I got it this time. I vastly prefer the cream sauce. Oh. That's why they make multiple flavors so people with different tastes can dine together. Oh, that's so prophetic. Um, it's not really prophetic. I, I know. You I might just, have been looking for profound. No, no. I was, and that beer's really hitting you hard. I was definitely looking for the word prophetic, and that's definitely the word I use. Whether or not it's right in the moment might be a different thing. Well, prophetic means something about predicting the future. Yeah. Like a prophet. You're predicting that they will have multiple choices in the future so that people will be able to choose. No, we're talking about the multiple choices that were available today. Yeah, whatever. Okay, done with that. Uh, The reason why I ask you what your diet is because I have finally settled on my diet for 2019. January is my cheat month. I ate a bunch of food. Last year I spent a lot of time missing the Baconator from Wendy's. I had two of those. Yes, exactly. Like, he, you, you have to see the look. I, I once had a friend, or recently had a friend tell me that they don't understand how this podcast works because half of Evan's communication with me is nonverbal. Like, half of it is, like, a crazy look that he, he sends out to me somehow that I'm supposed to understand. I think you understand quite well. Yes, but our podcast listeners, are they don't. Uh, I, you know, if I had to say, I would say my look was something along the lines of, really? The Baconator? Yes. Which is a, a look that I've gotten a lot. So I, so I was like, I was super excited to try it again. Didn't you tell me that recently that that was like your favorite hamburger you had ever had? It was, from last year. Like that was the best bacon cheeseburger I'd ever had. I had two of them this year in January, and I can confirm, or I can refute my previous statement in saying they are really not that good. <laughs> did you? Did you have the first one be like, oh, this isn't as good as I remembered? Let's have another to confirm. So I had the first one at one Wendy's, and I was like, this is not as good as I remember. Maybe it's the Wendy's. So I went to the Wendy's where I had a really good one, and, like, it was still not good. Mm. So if we break it down, can we go back to the original Baconator that you had? Is there some sort of circumstance that may have led to it being adjudged the best? No. I think no? It was just I think it was just prepared better than it You either. weren't inebriated? No. You weren't really, really hungry? I might have been, but I... Hungry, hunger is the best sauce, as they say. Maybe, but I was. it was definitely not inebriated. Okay. Um, either way, disappointed in Baconators. Disappointed in Wendy's, really. Um, huh. it, how dare they? never be disappointed in Wendy's. Just, just disappointed. So, um... Did you get a Frosty, too? No, I did not. Yeah. All I wanted well, was the Baconator. That, that was your problem. No, 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 no. No, no, it was, the bacon there wasn't good enough. Um, but sometimes that was my January. My January was cheating, and I or not cheating, but like I call it my cheat month, and I ate whatever meat I wanted to eat. Um, and I found myself not really missing as much. So this year, uh, my diet is back to pescatarian mm-hmm. Sunday through Friday, 
And then Saturday, I'm allowed to eat whatever I want. Okay. And again, I think that this is, you know, six-sevenths of... Um, what is the goal of your diet? Uh, goal of my diet really is to... Uh, Like provide less, like trouble in the world with my diet. So okay. so 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 it is really from a perspective of like, I want to be less impactful on the planet with what I'm eating, and you know there's a lot of negative side effects of of eating cattle, and chicken, chicken farms, cattle farms, um, and so I try not to eat that as much. Okay, what about fishing practices? Uh, I do think, you limit yourself to sustainable fish? That's a long-term goal. I'm not there yet. Hmm. I'd like to. I'd like to get there. I'd like to do more of that. Okay. I'd also like to do more of eating locally, which is another long-term goal of mine. But um, this is what I can do this year, and this is what I felt comfortable with. So that's where I'm going. All right. And so far, I've only. It's been two weeks, and I've only messed up once. You've only messed up once. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I had a piece of chicken at at uh, the Super Bowl party because it was the Super Bowl party, and someone brought bonchon, which is just unfreaking believable. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. So it's like I had a piece. So it's like okay, I can't not have a piece. So, anyways, other than that, I'm doing okay. It was. I, I will admit, like that Saturday, I had only had one piece of meat, and it was like at night. And so the, the time that I eat ate the second piece was before that time. The next night, so it was one twenty four hour period. Hmm. I don't think that's going to be my goal. I think my goal is really just to stay Saturday because if I don't, I'll I'll cheat all over the place. So I think I'm just going to stay Saturday. That's fair. Um, but long term, do you have any desired personal effects from the diet, or is it just like a social social thing? Uh, I think it's more of a social thing. Like a social environmental, I should say. Social environmental, I think long term, I mean, I would like to start eating healthier, but I don't think that that's, I think that's independent of this, of this choice. I think that is a wise way to look at it, because that is true. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can eat a horrible for you vegan diet as well. Oh, yeah. You can eat a very healthy for you meat diet, so. Yeah. Okay. Um... I will admit that my focuses for 2019 are trying to simplify down what I'm doing, so maybe not diversify my sports as much and really focus on acro, climbing, uh, and and also the other hobby. It's a hobby, not a sport, photography. Cool. So acro, climbing, and photography. And so far I'm doing okay with that, but I did hurt myself pretty badly while climbing, so. Do you have any big plans based around that? Um, like They're coming together. So the acro stuff is pretty easy because uh, I want to teach at acro. There's this acro world festival in October that I know I want to teach at. Uh, I'm. We'll talk about the news coming up in a bit. Um, but acro's acro's handled. The climbing stuff is is really the the challenging part, and I think a lot of it is uh, the mindset with which I approach my climbing. Hmm. And what's the problem with that? My current my mindset is I look at a problem and I'm like, okay, this is too hard for me to climb, and I shouldn't climb it. I need to start getting the habit of just sort of hopping on stuff. And I also really need to get in the habit of, like, cutting the weight. The weight, like, I, I think the biggest gain will happen for me when I lose weight. It can't hurt, you know. Um, 
I mean, I'm still going to be limited by the mental aspect. Like that, like the weight loss is not going to affect the mental aspect. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I said, I mean, you actually still pe- tell people this story when you first saw me climbing and I fell. I love that story. Yeah, I know. But everyone at, at, who's a climber that you tell it to is like, yeah, so? Because that's what happens. Like you try hard and you fall. Or you try and you mess up and you fall, even if you weren't actually even, hadn't even got to the point of trying hard. Ooh. And so I'm, I'm actually saying that that story and the reason that you love it so much is more of a reflection of your attitude towards climbing than it is about anything that happened to me. That is true. I think it also fits in with the narrative that I find entertaining. But uh, speaking of stories, would you like to tell the story of what happened last week or should I? I'm not really sure what happened last week. Okay, so... Bridget? Oh, right. Okay, now I remember. It it didn't... See, again, this is something that I was like, oh, like, people mess up, they fall, and like, Can I just tell on. the story before you ruin it? All right, all right. So, uh... Just don't make it more dramatic than it really was. Oh, I'm going to make it more dramatic than it really was. Uh, previous podcast co-host, or guest, uh, Bridget, was, uh, was climbing with us. It was Evan, Bridget, and myself climbing at the gym, and... Uh, I had never belayed Bridget before, so I was super stoked that she let me belay her. Because I think that's a sign of trust. Like, that's a sign of letting that you trust somebody enough to, like, let them care for you in this space. Um, it's scary, I think, to do that. And so, like, I felt really honored that she would trust me enough to let me do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bridget climbed, then it was my turn to climb, and Evan was belaying me. And I was, like, getting on this thing, and I was like, okay, this is a 5'8". I'm going to do this 5'8", and there's this 5'9". I haven't been lead climbing in a while, um, but this is going to be fun. So I go to get on the climb and I'm, you know, I'm setting, I'm ready to go. I'm getting up there. I get up to the spot and my feet don't feel super great, but I'm like, okay, I got this right hand. There's this giant black hole in front of my left hand. I'm just going to reach up and grab that. And I'm about at the first anchor. I go to grab that first hold, uh, or go to grab the hold of my left hand. Uh, it's not a handhold, or not a good handhold. I peel off the wall. It's in a corner, so I, like, slam against... I barn door open against the wall, and then I fall off, falling forward towards the ground. At which point, Evan just, you know, pretty casually says, Oh, shit! <laughs> and steps out of the way. I land on the ground to do a little roll. And it was a very scary yet fun moment. Uh, I think I think that you've uh, misrepresented when I said that. When did you say it? I saw, I mean, from my perspective, you grabbed a correct right hand and you had your right foot on the hold for make, to make that move. And then you stuck your left foot on a foothold that was terrible. And I was like, well, that doesn't look good. And then instead of, I thought you were going to maybe move your other foot so that you'd be in a stable position when you moved your left hand, but you didn't, and so you went for a hold that was not a hold, and that is when I said, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw what was about to happen from reading your movements. Bottom line. I was like, oh, shit, this isn't going to (laughs) work. And it didn't. I I came off the wall. Um, but it was entertaining, and the and Bridget came over and thought it was me who had said, oh, shit, but really it was Evan. I was just focused on getting to the ground safely, which I did. I did, a, like, a little roll or something. You did, yeah. <laughs> it was very um, gymnastic of you. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I got back up. I climbed that route, but it totally fucked with my climbing the rest of the day, and I just didn't feel great about how I climbed the rest of the day. Yeah, you immediately backed off of all goals for the day. 
I I didn't back off. I cut down on my goals. Same thing. Mm, I still climbed. I still climbed. I didn't climb as smoothly, but I still climbed. Anyways, that was a very fun adventure. I hope we get to do that again. That was a great, great group. Um, but, okay, the big news that, that I've been putting off till, you know, 15 minutes into this podcast, uh, you know, is the team member thing. I'm going to be teaching an acro yoga class at PG Belmont. This has been in the works for, in my mind, six months. Evan says four or three. Uh, but this has been in the works for a while now, and it's coming. And it starts next Saturday, and it's going to be at Saturday at 12.15. Um, and I believe it's 75 minutes is what I asked for. So it uh, should be 12.15 through 1.30. How do you feel? Oh, I'm so stoked. I'm, I'm stoked and nervous. Uh, I was bringing this up when I first – so I also teach an acro class at the studio. But when I first, like – I'm joining the staff at Planet Grand. I'm, I'm, I'm really nervous about it. It's a change. It's a change in my relationship. I've been with this gym for like 10 years, and the way that I've been at this gym has been a paying member, and now I'm at this gym in a different capacity, and it just, it feels weird. Doesn't feel terrible. Doesn't feel, you know, doesn't feel, I, it feels weird. It doesn't feel like greater in any particular way. It just feels weird. Yeah. But Are you nervous that now you have to sort of earn your place in the gym rather, yes. than, rather than just paying your way in? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm very nervous that I have to earn my way in there. And I'm very nervous that, like, you know, the, the class hasn't happened yet. I'm nervous that the class may not be super, you know, may not be an immediate success. Um, and it may take time to grow. And, and I'm nervous about what a level of success three months in looks like and, you know, what are, what our metrics are for, for determining that. Um but I'm, you know, I'm excited about the opportunity. I've, I've been pushing for this specifically to happen for almost exactly two years at this point. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have experienced that pushing. Yeah, for almost exactly two years at this point. So mm-hmm. um, it's a little, it's like a two weeks shy of two years. What do you think about the fact that, uh, you know, you've been kind of pushing for this and... Uh, but you've just been pushing for there to be an acro yoga class, not necessarily for you to be the instructor. But now you are the instructor. Uh, you know, if honestly, if I feel like there was someone out there who could do a better job than me and had the availability and wanted to do it, I'd be totally ha- happy dropping off this class to someone else. Um, but I, 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 and this may be me sounding a little cocky in this in this moment, but I feel like, you know, I have the most skill. Um, the a, a pretty good relationship with the staff at Planet Granite. Um, I'm a certified acro teacher at this point. I like the way that I teach. Um, I think it brings something to this space. And I think I have the ability to keep it as safe as I want it to be to allow this program to grow. Cool. So so how do I feel about it? I feel pretty confident that, that like I'm the right person for this class in this moment. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Um, would I like to be the right person in this class forever? No, I, I would love for there to be more acro classes at this place, and I would love to to train and grow people. My co-teacher um, is one such example who I think is really who has a lot of potential for that. And then, you know, also growing more people in the community and trying to grow this community of, of, of acro. The other thing I think is really unique and special, and this is why I want to harp it, is this class is at Belmont. So I climb at Sunnyvale, but this class is at the Belmont Gym, which is where Evan works. Um, 
and there's no acro in that space. You mean that geographic location? Geographic location. There's stuff in San Francisco. There's stuff in Mountain View. Um, there's a little bit in Palo Alto. Uh, there's stuff in San Jose. But really, this is like connecting the dots uh, down the peninsula. And I'm super excited about that. That's cool. Portion of this opportunity as well. I just, the stars, I feel like I have aligned. And this is going to be, we're just going to be, I think, it, I think it has a lot of potential. I just hope I don't fuck it up. Me too. <laughs> Because then I'll have to fire you. <laughs> then you'll have to fire me. That would be a very fun conversation. The onboarding conversation was also very fun. I think normally it's done by Grace, but somehow it got scheduled with Evan, and that was just that much more entertaining. No, it, it won't be. In, there won't be any sort of firing process if the class isn't successful. I mean, the idea is that we have the expectations set clearly from the beginning. Yeah. And then we either get there or we don't get there. If we're not getting there, then we come up with some ideas in order to get there, and then if we don't achieve it, then we have to move on. But right, it's not a, it's not going to be a firing of you specifically. No, it would be a rejection of the class and having to do something else there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's that's uh, totally where I want to be. I think I think that's good. But I also am not. I think this is going to be more successful than we imagine. Or at least I'm 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 ca- I'm not cautiously I'm optimistic. Fuck cautious. I'm optimistic. This is gonna be great. Climbing and acro go together like uh, like spaghetti and meatballs. Do they? Climbing and acro or spaghetti and meatballs? I mean, does climbing and acro go together like spaghetti and meatballs? Yes, totally. Okay, why? Explain, explain to me why. Why? That's a good. That's a good. So climbing is a lot of a lot of pulling, a lot of downward pulling, and acro is a fair bit of pushing. So the notion is you 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 strengthen the counter muscle, and round out your body. Mm. So you're saying that spaghetti and meatballs are make oppositional a, exercises. I'm saying spaghetti and meatballs go together in making a full meal. Spaghetti by itself doesn't really satisfy me. Meatballs by itself, it's missing some carbohydrates. So you put them together, you end up with a full meal, just like climbing and acro. All right. Clacro. No. <laughs> that doesn't really work. It doesn't. It does not work. But, um, you know, with any luck, your other suggestion will work. We'll see. It should be a, it should be a, fun, a fun little event. Um, and and as a bonus to it, like last yesterday, I, and I hope any of our listeners who were in uh, Belmont yesterday at the Friction Series got to see Nicole and I doing some macro while they were giving out food, which was really very awesome. Cool. How was Friction Series, by the way? I, I just did some macro and climbed a couple of routes. The routes I climbed were really fun. I'm um, glad to hear it. I'm hoping to climb some more tonight. Um, but yeah, how was the Friction Series for you guys? Metal metrics of success? Yeah, I would say so. People people were there. Scoring was super easy. Scoring was super easy because? Because you did part of the fixing of the spreadsheet. I did part of the fixing of the spreadsheet, and because of that, I earned part of a backpack, but I have taken the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't figure out a reasonable way to give you half a backpack. Uh, well... It was good. And and Evan, at the end of it, said you did, what was the thing? You did something that was outrageous or something? Or, or uh, you used a word that was like, this I is I think not- I said extraordinary. 
Extraordinary. Yeah, what I did, just so we're clear, is not extraordinary. Um, but I did have a lot of fun. I have never done VBA before. You did You did something ordinary under extraordinary circumstances. That is what I would say happened. Um, I've never done VBA before, um, but it turns out you can do VBA in Mac Excel nowadays, which is awesome. Um, and I was able to kind of go through some VBA code that actually Bridget had written. Um, and it was really, it was really great. And it worked for their, for their purpose and they were able to get their scoring up and running and that was great. And I at least now know how to like it when you run out of, you know, dates, I can actually solve that problem for you too. So I could be your go-to person in the future. Okay. We'll see. I think, I think the next step with that is, is, uh, something else, but we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> like moving it outside of VBA? No, I mean, I, I don't know if that's the next step, but basically we fixed it for this event. Yeah. We need to be able to have something that is able to start over and run for each each new event. I think that's not a bad idea. We can totally do that. We can totally look well, at Well, that's what we had originally, and that's the part that's kind of broken. So move on from there. We will fix the next thing. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, so th- so that's cool. I'm excited to be a, a member of the staff, which I'm going to say like four or five more times throughout this. Uh, and I'm climbing. How are you doing with your projecting? I have not been able to get climbing outside in over a month. Because of rain? Mainly rain. Uh, and then there were a couple weekends where I had other plans. Yeah, well, I think it was raining. Was it rainy yesterday? Yesterday been a climbable day? No. Nope. So you don't even need to feel bad about having to run the friction series. I don't. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be crappy again my next two days off. It's a little early to tell that, right? Uh, no. I mean, my next two days off are Thursday and Friday. Today's Sunday. So. Well, they could shift. Uh, yeah, so it's just going to be really cold. It's going to be like low 50s as a high or lower. Got it. So... Not so good. Really? I thought cold was, like, you know, efficient. Uh, no, not for my sport climbing. Like, I don't get enough blood flow to my fingers, so my fingers tend to numb out partway up things. Yeah. Which makes it much harder to climb. Sounds like a challenge. Okay. All right. So, finally thinking about doing some winter sports. That's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things, being a, being interested in climbing mountains i've always kind of wanted to learn more about you know backcountry skiing because it's a faster way to approach peaks and a faster way to get down um so i've kind of always been interested in being able to do something like that um and i've never really taken the time to learn it or get some gear so i think maybe I'm looking at, uh, you know, I've got two days coming up off where I definitely can't climb, so maybe I should learn how to do some ski stuff. This, I find it very exciting. Okay, sorry, you're going over this with a little bit of, like, acquiescence. I'm like, this is amazing because uh, I ski. <laughs> okay. And yet another opportunity for us to hang out. I love skiing. Um, I will be skiing on Wednesday this week. Um, but at a resort, right? At a resort. I haven't done the backcountry stuff. It's a little... Scary to me because I don't understand the processes and the danger. Like, I just don't know how to read the danger yet. So I want to take a class. Yeah. But I have a lot of friends who are doing it, and uh, most of my gear is Rico. So it has, like, the um, 
Uh, he's doing a, Rico. Rico is the the uh, reflection bouncing thing for avalanche for like finding people in avalanches. So it's not super great. Like it's not the same thing. It doesn't replace a GPS beacon, but it is you know better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And they've been putting it in higher end uh, backcountry um, gear for a couple of years now, or for like ten years now. Cool. So that's exciting. Yeah. Do you want to do a quick break? Sure. Let's do a quick break. Everybody, this break is brought to you by... Zachroyoga.com. Part of the reason why we, I, we were just talking, we were kind of like running out of material. Part of the reason why we're running out of material is because you know, we hang out so much recently, and I'm, I'm just grateful for that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been fun for me, too. Yeah, we get a little bit more time together, but maybe these podcasts will end up being shorter because we have that time together. Uh, I think the podcast will be plenty long as long as we have topics to talk about. So do you want to talk about our new idea of adding recurring segments? D- d- no. Why not? Because that's not something that needs to be talked about on a podcast. Oh, I feel like it totally needs to be talked about on a podcast. This um, is some very meta shit. It's meta. Uh, Let's y- talk about how we're making the thing that we're doing. Oh, 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 oh there is no spoon. <laughs> it's a reference to the Matrix. I'm aware. Okay. Uh, so one... Uh, recur- so we're part... So our name is South Beta. Yes. Which means we are... About rock climbing, but we were also about being in the South Bay. And mm-hmm. so p- some of the things we like to do in the South Bay, I don't know about you, but I like to eat. I've been known to eat on occasion. And I also have been known to like uh, libations. So we're going to do a segment that is uh, the beer of the episode and uh, food of the episode. So beer of the episode, I don't know about you, but I think it would, we did like this devil's tooth one. From modern times that I just had at Rosen Crown that I really liked. What was good about it? It was uh, the right level of chocolatey uh, for the 10-ounce serving size. Okay. Cool. No other information about the beer? It was rich, bodied, dark, mysterious, and beautiful. That seems fair. All right. Served to, you, served to you in a mason jar. Uh, it was served to me in a mason jar because I asked for it to be served to me in a mason jar. Did you jar. really? Yes. Oh, my God. What a <laughs> punk. I like mason jars. All right. Uh, Your beer. I believe it was a blend of old ale and yeah, and stout. Yep. And it was aged on whiskey barrels. Yep. Okay. What about you? What's your beer of the episode? I, we only get one. Only get one. We okay. So, then, so then, then the food of the episode gets to be your call out. You have to tell me something good that you've eaten in the past, you know, month uh, in the South Bay. I mean, does Belmont count as South Bay? Yes. Okay. Well, then I think everyone should go get the guacamole 
chips and guacamole at Cuban Kitchen on El Camino. In, it's actually in San Mateo. That's also counts. You're good. I mean, it, it feels to me like Belmont, because I think of Belmont as being the area around Planet Granite Belmont. Yeah. But in fact, Planet Granite Belmont is on the border of literally. Belmont and San Mateo. Yeah. Yeah, I literally park my car in, in San, San Mateo, Mateo and walk one block to Belmont. where I work. Yeah. Yeah. And I go to the where, I go to the supermarket. Sorry, timeout. Where we work, team members. Yes, but I also work there. Yes. So when I say the sentence, I can say that I work there, and it is also correct. It is not incorrect, but it would have been more correct if you say where we work. Would have been more inclusive. Would have definitely, which I feel like is a value. <laughs> I just gotta. I mean, hey man, I gotta get used to this relationship change. I mean, me too. <laughs> so weird. Well, we're part of the same team, and yet I'm your boss. Yes, 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 you're definitely my boss. <laughs> Although, I, so far you've directed me to ask a lot of my questions to Grace. Uh, I am your ultimate boss, but not your direct boss. Well, I am not your direct supervisor. I feel like you're not my ultimate boss. I feel like Stephanie could fire me faster than you. Uh, I mean, I suppose that's true. Okay. There are, there are several levels above me. Yes. However... Rob Cohen can fire me real quick. It's kind of like this. Uh, you know, you can think of each of our ships as being, you know, ship each of our locations as being ships in the Navy. Yep. And yes, the general, like, secretary of the Navy could fire a person working in the engine room on a, on a ship. But why would they? Why would they? No. That's what they have captains for. So... So you, you're just trying to make it out so you sound like my, my ultimate boss. I mean, you know, I, I say think of it like the Navy, you know? Like back in the day, it was God and then the captain of the ship. That was it. And then even that relationship was questionable. Sure. Sure. Holy well, God can definitely kill you quicker than the captain of a ship. It's in terms of uh, who has the ultimate authority. I feel like God provides the weather, which has way more authority than a captain. You are attempting to pedanticize your way out of this? Yes. Is it working? No, not with me. (laughs) Audience members, if this is working for you, please let us know. Yeah, press 1 right now. Press 1 right now, or send an email to Zachary at ZacharyC.com. Um... In any case. By the way, sorry, this is a this is a sidebar. Sidebar. Uh, <laughs> sidebar from the sidebar? No, this is a sidebar from what we're talking about. Are we talking about sidebar? I think we're talking about sidebar. So yes, a sidebar from a sidebar. <laughs> Double sidebar. Sidebar squared. Um, iTunes has new metrics. So like Yay. now we get to see. So, I, so basically I can confirm that as of the last time I checked, our episode 15 from season one had 12, 12 listeners. Twelve whole listeners. Which is like the number that I keep on joking that we actually have. We actually have that number. Yay. <laughs> That's the worst happiness I've seen yet. Uh, I'm pretty sure one of them is like Nick and the other one's Stephanie. I mean, Stephanie did listen. And Bridget. And maybe Bridget. So now we know we know a quarter of our population. There you go. And then I'm assuming us, so maybe we know like half of our population. <laughs> I think I did did listen to the last one. Yeah. 
It was a good one. Yeah, I guess. We have good ones, we have bad ones. I think that one was a good one. Um, you know what would help for getting better? Doing it more often and having more structure. We're working on recurring segments. It's true. Uh, do you have an, any other recurring segments you want to plug right now? I think the problem is that you're not interesting in, interested in anything I have to say unless you've got something to say about it. I have something to say about almost everything you have to say. Really? Because I mentioned the chips and guacamole and you had no questions. I, the thing is, like, chips and guacamole are, like, you know, a simple thing. Like, it's chips and guacamole. Like, guacamole is, like, avocado, a little bit of tomato, um, a little bit of spices, salt, pepper. Like, what else is in guacamole? I think you just proved my point. So, like, how is it that unique and special? You mean you didn't even ask? How is it unique? You just you just assumed it wasn't, and yet it was my it was my meal recommendation of the pod, and nonetheless. No, 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 no. Of the episode, everyone calls a single episode of a podcast a pod. Get over it. Are we? Are we? Listeners, do you agree with that? If you agree with that, let me know. If you do, then we'll call it a pod. But until then... Yeah, dial one for yes and two for no. And three for I don't know. Okay. All right, sorry. So what is so special about this guacamole? I, I'm just I'm just saying, this is a recurring theme on this podcast. What are the chips? You'll be like, hey, what's your thing? And you're like, okay, cool, move on. Let's talk more about my stuff. All <laughs> right. You've got no questions. You're I'm not asking interested. right now, what's so special about this guacamole? Oh, it's not the guacamole. It's the chips, actually. What makes the chips so special? Made in house, it's all house fried. They take their own tortillas, chop them up, fry them fresh. They come out to your table, they're puffy and chewy and crispy all at the same time, and the guacamole is delicious. I mean, guacamole, you're kind of right. Guacamole is guacamole, but there's good guacamole and not so good guacamole. It has to do with the freshness and picking of the avocado. I feel like I disagree with that entirely. I think there's a lot that goes into the spicing of the guacamole. Really. Yep, definitely. Also, avocados can taste different, so sometimes you could get a good one, sometimes not so good one. But I think overall, the their guacamole, it's got a little, a little a lean towards the onion and cilantro side. I th- I would say mm-hmm. it's pretty good, but it's all about those those chips made in house. I mean, house. I definitely f- feel fried, fresh to a golden brown. Are they fried in peanut oil or lard? Don't care. Well, it would matter for my di- my diet. You just assume it's peanut oil. Okay, that will work. Um, so the thing I was going to ask. Oh, thinking about tortillas. Have you ever heard of a comedian by the name of Pablo Francisco? Yes. And his little tortilla boy sketch? Yes. I brought that up to Tim the other day, and Tim has had no idea. I had never heard of it. Mm-hmm. If you, as a listener, have heard of this, let us know by pressing 1. If you have not, check out Pablo Francisco, Little Tortilla Boy. It is really funny. Mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Little Tortilla Boy. I secretly... So, okay, I don't know about you, but when I see a movie, I secretly hope that some of the things come true in life. So, like, there's the movie Demolition Man where they talk about the Schwarzenegger Presidential Library, and I'm just, like, secretly hoping that, that somehow Arnold Schwarzenegger becomes a president. So Are you really can, hoping that? Yes. Eh, can't be worse. <laughs> That's my thought. Um, speaking of which, I'm going to use this vehicle that I have to talk to other people about who I wish would run for president. Have I told you who I want to run for president and who will not run for president? I don't know. I am secretly pulling 
for Michelle Obama. Okay. I think she'd be an amazing president. Possibly. Do you think she wants to do that? That's, I think, what makes her an amazing president. Her lack of, like, forceful desire to do it is what would make her so good at it. She would just do it right. I think you have to want to do it. I think it's too it's it's way too hard a job to to not want to do it. I agree, but I also think that like you either have to want to do it or have to want to see it done right. Mm. And I but think, I mean it like I I think, th- I think that people that would do a good job and want to see it done right but don't want to do it themselves would say, "Look, I'm not the right person because I don't want to do it, and I know what it takes to to do it. Yeah, and I definitely think she knows what it takes to do it. But I also feel like she... I I don't know. I think she'd be really good at it. I I doubt that she wants to put her family through more years of that. I agree. So maybe we'll we'll hope for, like, in, you know, 10 years when the kids are old enough. But I think she'd be great. She just sparks... I think she just sparks happiness in people. And, and, you know, I don't know. She sparks joy for me, personally. I would like to see her do more. Okay. Um, although I have not read her book, have you? No. No. Uh, speaking of books, I will wholeheartedly recommend, we talked about high-altitude leadership at one point, uh, so I, I will wholeheartedly recommend Life's Too Short, Don't Wait to Dance by Valerie Kundosfield. What uh what sparked this interest in this book? Uh, thinking about powerful women writing books. Oh, what, but, uh, right, why so did I start reading the book? Yeah, yeah. So one of the things I do to work on my growth is um, there's this podcast called Finding Mastery, mm-hmm. which I've talked about, I believe, before in this podcast. Um, but one of the episodes is with this woman. She is the head coach. She's retiring this year, but she's the head coach of UCLA Women's Gymnastics. She has been for 35 years, uh, and she does not have a gymnastics background. She was a dancer. And she came in and took over this program in the first two years. They did terrible, and she had some coaching epiphanies and turned the corner. Um, you know, and I think even in her written work, she's motivating me, but, but more than motivating me as an athlete, she's really motivating me as a coach and a trainer and a teacher to be better, and I find this book really, really empowering. Her, her, her attitude at life is not the same as mine, but I, there's not. I have not read a single thing in her book that I don't respect. Oh, that's cool. Do you have any particular pearls of wisdom you'd like to share? I think one of the big thing, and this is this is really a thing for me that you may know or not know this about me, um, but I've I've always been. Uh, Let's be clear, I know everything about you. Do you know that I'm creatively negative? Like, I always look for how things are going to go wrong. I just told you I know everything about you. Okay. Um, Do you know that regret is a function of two things? I do not know. Enlighten me. Agency and imagination. So, for example, if you miss a train by three minutes, it's pretty easy to figure out where you can get three more minutes back from before that. If you miss a train by three hours, it's a little bit harder to come up with three hours of time earlier in your day. You can do it, but it requires a a little bit more imagination, and so regret is a factor of those two things. Um, And I I, I think I'm pretty smart and pretty creative, 
So I come up with a lot of things that I regret because I can find them. I spent a lot of time living my life in like that negative space where I just look at the negative side of things like, oh, this is going to go bad. This, what if this person lies to me? What if I do a terrible job at Planet Granite? What if, you know, I fall off this climb? What if this rope breaks? You know, all those things. I spent a lot of time in the negative side of thing, and um, that prevents me from seeing the positive opportunity of the things that I've got. And so one of the things that she brings up in this book that I think is particularly relevant is the notion that she had this one student who, like, for her first two years was just... I, I don't make any good girlfriends. The girls on the team don't like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she, like, she just turned to the kid at one point and said, you know, whatever the girl's name was, you know, it's your chance to choose happy. And so just choosing the idea of being happy, choosing that mentality, approaching life with that positive mindset. Um, and I think that's important for me. I, uh, I kind of avoid that because I kind of feel like the negative side needs to be heard. But, but I, I want to start spending a little bit more time thinking about the positive side. Why do you think the negative side needs to be heard? Um, I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just asking why you think that. Uh, a lot of times the negative side is preparing me for something or like prepping me for a fear that I have or helping me with a thing that's going on. And... Um, How does a negative side help you with a fear that you have? A negative side helps me be prepared. So, like, if I'm afraid of, you know, falling, I'm going to double-check my nut, double-check my safety equipment, double-check what's going on. And that's not necessarily bad, but that's that fear, that negative side, looking at that, dwelling on that negative side makes me check two or three times, and maybe I only really need to check once. So it's not it's not that I don't need to have that side, and it's not that that side's not preparing me for something. Um, but... Like, there's got to be a point where I move on and think about the, the, like, oh, I'm getting on this climb. Like, what if I do succeed at this climb? What if I, what if I can come into this gym, come into my rock climbing session tonight, and, and leave feeling like I've actually pushed through my mental barriers a bit? What if, I, what if I allow myself to have that success? What if I dream a little bit bigger? What if I dare to be a little bit greater? What if I choose the happy side of these things? Hmm. And that's, that's a mindset shift. And that's not an easy one for me because I've spent my entire life thinking about stuff that's either going wrong or stuff that could go wrong. Mm. And, I mean, it has saved me many times. I, I catch people other people don't catch from cheerleading because I see the potential of a stunt coming down in a way that other people don't. I catch people in acro because I see things. And that's not, that's not again, that's not bad, but, but knowing when to control it and when to have it and when to, to see the positive side of thing and not get so negative and allow people to grow, that's that's the trick. And I'm, I'm working on trying to find a way to master that. It is healthy to have a balance and to understand that there are negative factors out there. Uh, but if you can't see the positive potential outcomes as well, then you're definitely going to limit yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not that I can't see the positive sides. I can. I always have been able to. But I don't spend a lot of time thinking about them or enjoying them. Mm. I spend a lot of time thinking about the negative and fearing them. And that's and that's the shift. The shift is choosing the positive, looking at the positive side of the coin. I you know I interviewed for a company uh, a while ago, and I got some feedback that just you know I wasn't a good fit for the company. And at the time, I was really bummed because I really wanted the the opportunity. Um, I was, uh, you know, it just sort of made me feel like not good enough and rejected and all those other things. 
And um, when I actually get the feedback, I'm like, you know, this is awesome. They gave me feedback that I can study from. They gave me feedback that allows me to show where they feel like I'm deficient and shows me exactly what I need to work on if I ever want to get better. Like, why am I, why am I so upset? This is, they did this great thing for me. Yeah, it's a lot better than just telling you, like, just not, not calling you ever again. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, I, you know, even this experience that's, that's difficult for me, I got something really positive out of it. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that constructive feedback is a gift. Like, there's only so much you can do with positive feedback. Right. You know, so I was like, oh, you're great. Okay. But I'm not perfect, so what can I do to be better? Totally. Totally. Yeah. So, um, that this book has helped me there. Um, it's helped me other places. It's just, it's just a, I, I shout it out because it's it's a, an empowering book. Mm. So it's from this podcast, Finding Mastery. Yeah. What do you think you're closest to mastering? That is a really difficult question for me to answer, and I don't think there's anything. You don't think you're close to mastering anything? I do not think I'm close to mastering anything. Hmm. Uh, and I, I think part of that's because I don't think I've wanted to master much. I'd probably agree with that in relative to myself. I don't think that I've necessarily mastered anything. I think that if I wanted to master something, I'd have to be a lot more focused than I am. And uh, it's not out of the realm, but I just have to consciously know that and make that decision. And I think, you know, movement-wise, that's probably what I'm closest to mastery at is, like, executing on movement within my body. So, so... Uh, you can go to a rock climbing class. Like I get my, by the way, my teacher just came back. I'm super stoked about it. My, my climbing coach came back. Um, and I'm excited to have him back, but, uh, you can work on a lot of things and, and maybe find, uh, like you find people who, who can maybe enact what you're asking them to do with their body. Um, one of the things I think is good for, about me or one of the things I'm, I'm masterful at is, you know, people asking me to do a certain thing with my body and me being able to, to, to at least try it or at least make a correction, or at least embody that change, which, you know, has taken years of, of practicing, you know, body movements and balance and control. Hmm. Um, so you've almost mastered following directions? And with my body, which it sounds like it's not that big of a deal, but it's really fucking hard. You, you'd be surprised how many people I work with who just don't know how to do what I'm asking for yet with their body don't know how to rotate a foot in a way or can't make that connection or have the presence to have it yet. Mm. Fair enough. Um, The good news is a lot of people that I'm working with make progress. They make progress. They just, some people make progress quicker than others because of previous experience. Anyways, nothing you feel like you're particularly mastering? Me? No. Is there anything you want to master? Hmm. Mastery is a really interesting concept. Uh, kind of implies that you're better than just about anyone else. Yes. Yeah, I don't know that I'm... I don't know that there's anything that I do that I particularly need to do that with, but 
it, need is one thing. You don't need to master anything. I think... Uh, Do you want to master something? I think in order to achieve it, it has to be a need that's in you. Uh, disagree. I think I think need is need could be one way. I think want could be another. Like, do you think LeBron James needed to be the level he is? I think if you ask him, he might say that he did. He might say that he did, but is it really need that did that, or is it want? I mean, there's... I mean, if you want to parse it down, I would say that, like, you're talking about people who are often have this like this drive that you could describe as a need and a hunger and that's how that you, that's how you get someone who invests that much time into into an activity where they can become a master and i would argue that someone has wanted enough to to instill that drive which has made it the need there's the want that's there the want is what builds the need like the need is not like, LeBron James needed to, to provide for his family, you know, and he could have done that. He didn't need to get to the level he was at now. At some point, it's the want to be the best. It's the want to have that reputation. It's the want to, to, to be undisputed that, that drives you to that point. And that, that may foster a need, but that need is, is based on a want. And so, like, I think for you, if you wanted to be something... If you had the desire to, to do that, you could develop that need. But I'm saying for me personally, um, I have, I, I'm starting to have a want for the acro, but it's going to require a level of commitment that I'm uncomfortable with, mm-hmm. and, and that is what I'm balking at because it's going to require a lot of commitment that I'm somewhat uncomfortable with. I so at the risk of being labeled pedantic, I think of what you're I think what you're describing as want many people would consider to be need. Interesting. So you're saying that like uh, what I am what I'm perceiving as a want is actually a need. Yeah. And what what I perceive as need is actually something far greater. Possibly, yeah. Interesting. But that's all right. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to think about that. Think about that for a bit. Um, yeah, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, but I'm, you know, definitely running out of conversation topics at this moment. I don't, do you, is there anything else you want to chat about before we adjourn? Uh, nope. I just, I'm just looking at the pictures of mountains going by on your screensaver, thinking about how much I want to climb some mountains. Yeah. Yeah, some of those would be really fun to climb. I've climbed some of them already. Have you climbed that one? I think so, but I'm not sure. I don't really know which one that one is. Most of these are in California. They're all in California. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, like, <laughs> I would say fully half the pictures are of Half Dome. Yes, that's, that's And right. then another, like, 20% are of Mount Whitney. And then after that, it's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's because they're the Mac screensaver, and they use Mac, or California Landmarks as OS releases. Um, so, uh, what were we supposed to end with? I remember you were supposed to end with percentage. 
How how close do you think we are to uh, climbing a big wall together? I think. Uh, last I, mean, time I feel like we should change the percentage every time. I feel like last time was six percent, and it's and it's within six months. I feel like we're getting closer. I don't feel like we've developed any additional skill. But you and me personally are spending more time together, which which could lead us to, to bonding more, which could make the climbing easier. So I, I feel like we should go up in percentage, but I'm leaving it up to you. I think, uh, you know, every every day that passes between the time that you last climbed outside and the time that you next climb outside reduces the chances. So you think we're going down? Yes. What's the percentage? I'm going to say 3%. We're back to 3%? Went from 6 back to 3%? Yep. Gah. All right. Well, um, thank you all for listening to yet another episode. Hopefully this one will get out this week so I can hype my class. Again, Acro Yoga with Zach and Nicole, Saturdays at Belmont at 12.15 p.m. in the yoga room. It's a good thing we're getting this out for all 12 people that listen. Hey, 12 is better than zero, two of which are in this room. All right. Uh, have a great week. And uh, maybe longer until we record again.